Hey babes, this is Renee. Hey girl, it's Becca. Hey baby girls, it's Vicky. <laughs> this is All The Reels and we're so excited you're here. Because otherwise we'd just be talking to ourselves. <laughs> but for real, we are pumped. We're gonna be deep diving into relationship topics, chit chatting about life, and hopefully bringing you some fun and laughs along the way. We'll be here every Thursday, ready to bring you some juicy, unfiltered content. And don't worry, we won't hold back. So grab a drink and sit back, because here we go. Today, we are going to be talking with our childhood friend, Jenna. She's going to give us some insight into her experiences being one, or actually the first, first of all, of her friends to have kids and about navigating her life and friendships through all of this and kind of how it changed her path in life. So Jenna, how long have we known her? 20 plus years at this point? <laughs> Went to... I'm at 32. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Jenna, how old were you when our mom started babysitting you? I feel like I was under one. Yeah. I was. You were. Because oh, Jenna, you and I are only like, what, three weeks apart or something? And I'm right. pretty sure that... Yeah, it was very, very young. That's right. You guys live in neighborhoods. So, and Jenna went to Catholic school with us. So she's been there with us since the get-go. So she um, is going to tell us a little bit about being, um, her experience being a a very young mom and kind of, like I said, navigating her life through that and how things have changed and how her her path in life has changed. Um, But before we get started on that, we're going to chat about what we're drinking this Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Jenna, what you got? So I'm going to be boring and unfortunately I'm not <laughs> drinking anything alcoholic because it's a Sunday afternoon. I wish. Sometimes I do when it's a Sunday fun day, but today I've got iced coffee with a little bit of creamer in it. Yummy. <laughs> Always a good go-to. <laughs> well, I'll just add to that because I'm also drinking coffee root beer <laughs> and a uh, mix with a cannabis cookie. <laughs> oh, I love you. It has not kicked in yet. <laughs> I love you. I love that you always have multiple drinks. Oh my I don't God. know what's up with it. It's like I've like ADD with, li- with liquid. Um, I have an apple pie mule again. I'm a little bit obsessed lately. It's really delicious. So. Yeah. Um, I'm drinking a land, what is this called? Island thyme fruited sour with papaya and lime. It's Wait, that sounds really good. Brewery. Can you say It's me one? delicious. Wait, where? Yeah, it's from uh, Idiom. Oh, nice. Yeah. I don't normally like their beers. Oh, I love their beers. Oh, they always have sour. It's good. Well, guys, we'll we'll jump into um, dissecting Jenna's life here now. (laughs) (laughs) Kind of let's start with the basics. Um, Tell us a little bit about your family and how old they are and kind of how old you were when you found out you were pregnant, things of that nature. Just the basics. We'll start there. Okay. So I've been married now for nine years and two kids, 11-year-old Logan and six-year-old Mackenzie. I'm 32 now, but when I had Logan, um, I was 20. Uh, but I had him when I was 21, so I got pregnant when I was 20. And then I celebrated my 21st birthday, um, about to pop, basically. <laughs> oh my Love God. It. I cannot even believe that he's 11. I 
okay, Becca and I had this conversation. We remember, I was saying to Becca, I was like, um, I, I was the first person Jenna told, blah, blah, blah. And Becca was like, are you sure it wasn't me? Are you sure? No, I no, no, I meant, I think I was with you whenever oh. you said that. <laughs> that's why I, that's why I sent, I said to Jenna, I was like, me and Becca can't remember who you first told. No, 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 you definitely, it was you, but you said that you thought that Allie was with you at the house, but I think it was me that was sitting with you because okay. I remember we were sitting in our house in college. Yeah. So we weren't sure, like I vividly remember this moment, but I don't, we don't know if like we were the first person you told or whatever, but I'll tell you, I specifically remember sitting on the top of the steps at our castle shaped house at IUP <laughs> and you, were, you called me sobbing. And I don't know if I had you on speakerphone or what. I don't even know if speakerphone existed back then. Like if that was a thing <laughs> on our cell phones, I don't know. But you called me and told me, and I think she, I I swore Allie was with me, but it, it might have been Becca. It could have been both. But you Maybe heard them in the background, and you were like, "You told Allie." <laughs> or, but then maybe she said Becca. So I don't know. Is my do you remember any of that? I remember everything, yeah. And unfortunately, you girls weren't the first ones, but you were one of the, <laughs> one of the first ones. So it's the same day, um, you were like very upset. Yeah, it all it happened all kind of at the same time. So I was a junior in college, you know, just living my life. I wasn't one of those people that was like, I want to be a mom. Like this wasn't like a planned thing. Um, Zach, my husband now, and I were dating, but he was already out of college. I was still in college, so I was still a free spirit, you know living my life so this definitely wasn't wasn't in the cards um and wasn't in my plan but the first people to find out were my roommates that actually took the test while they were all like they're sitting there and I'm like sitting there taking the test oh, so they I have straight chills right now just even thinking about that in college oh, sorry yeah. to interrupt <laughs> and I remember calling you guys because a lot the second line was so faint and um, I was seeing if you guys had any, any experience, if there was two lines. Because like, Vicky, a picture, <laughs> like, please God, like, I would do anything to see the quality of that picture. Like, we were probably like, <laughs> oh my God. I'm just yeah. dying because I feel like you probably called Vicky because she was queen of taking pregnancy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I would, I would eventually, it would take so many that I would have to start stealing them from the store. So I didn't have any more money to <laughs> Oh my God. Stop. I did not know this about you, Vicky. What? What? Well, for expert opinion. Like if you <laughs> have a line show up on the second, there's, you know, two lines. Yeah. One is always there. And then the, another one comes if you're pregnant. I thought maybe if it was just faint, that didn't mean anything. No, if there's any sort of second right. line. Just baby. call your technical support representative, Vicky Wilson. She'll be able to guide you through. Baby is coming. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Oh, yeah. man. Oh. I don't know if you remember so, it was the same day, right? It was the same day. It all happened at the same time. That day was oh. jam-packed of telling people, and not telling a lot of people, but people that yeah. had to find it. Oh so you gosh. said you called crying. Were you, like, absolutely panicked? Like, yeah. were you panicked about having a baby, or were you panicked about your parents or all the things? Like, yes. how were you feeling? Well, I guess I'm a person that, and I still probably struggle with this, but I care so much about what other people think about me and my, like, my self-esteem is really wrapped up in what other people think about me. So I just, I was just panicking about, my whole life was kind of flashing before my eyes because it was in the middle of college. What was I going to do? Right away, I was quitting college, 
you know, my life was ending right then and there. That was kind of my plan. But luckily, people talked me out of, out of that. But the first thing I did was I went to Planned Parenthood to get a real test, I guess, which I think they just gave me a regular P test anyway, again, but I wanted to find out for sure if I was or not. And that, that confirmed it. And um, it was sad because like the main resources they gave me were like abortion clinics. They didn't give me any like, what? yeah, there yeah, was no, really it was like, they kind of gave you a paper of like where you can get an abortion, I guess, just assuming that would be. Oh the my case. God. Yeah. Like, I don't understand a mix of papers of resources, but like just that. Yeah. And it was just like, that was on the, and they would, we're just kind of going over that, but that wasn't. Oh, I feel like yeah, sick just thinking of you at 20, like going through oh. that. That's so crazy. Yeah. And then. So how long after did you like call your parents? Like how did that? that day. So that out? day I called oh you guys, my friends found out. I called Zach, and Zach came up, drove up and took me to Planned Parenthood. So background of the story, Zach's always been, you know. Yeah, that was going to be the next question. So if you want to kind of talk about that, it sounds like a good point, like time to talk about it. How did he handle it too? Yeah. Like. How, how was- so he was out of college and had a stable job. So it wasn't, I think, as much of a shock to him because his life kind of wasn't going to change that much. He was still going to go to work. He didn't have, you know, college to navigate like I did. So he was, of course, freaked out, um, but very supportive, drove up right away. Um, and we just kind of worked through it and ended up calling my I was debating on whether do I want to drive home to tell my parents or do I want to call them and have you ever had to make a phone call that you don't want to make and deliver news you don't want to deliver it was like I would dial a number (laughs) have to stop and just talk myself into it it was absolutely it was the hardest phone call I've ever had to make in my life I hope I never have to have a reason that way again yeah yeah how did they take it like screaming and crying (laughs) oh my god it's so funny the things you like freak out about like when you're young and you're just like oh my god and now you look at it and it's like you know obviously you can't imagine your life going a different way I'm sure but I was just gonna say it's a good point of and my aunt told me like my aunt gave me advice because when I was trying to figure out what to do my aunt was a midwife so she delivers babies I was she was one of the first phone calls I made and I still didn't even know what I was doing and she said you know I know you know, probably abortion's an option for you. But if you do that, every time you look at a baby, you're going to be thinking or hear a baby cry or see a baby, you'll be thinking about that. And it's going to affect your, and she probably was a reason why, you know, because obviously things go through your mind of what you're going to do. And that obviously could have been an option for me. And it was maybe for a second, but luckily she kind of, she told me that. And I, I realized it wasn't going to be an option for me. And she said, eventually, this will be just a blurb. Like, nobody will remember you're 20 and you're, you had mm-hmm. a kid and you were young. And it's true right now. And now I kind of blend in with everybody. And mm-hmm. it, yeah, life goes on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, so you were in college. Did right. you said you were a junior? So you, how did that all work out? Like, what, what plan did you take? How did, um, how did things change because you were pregnant? um from what you originally planned to do and what actually happened right so I was not going to tell I didn't want not what to tell anyone except for my roommate so I went home every weekend once I found out I didn't want to be around I was you know I was that person going out every weekend I was probably the last person you would ever think should be having a kid because I was like the free-spirited one the the (laughs) wild child of the group so um that that was definitely a shock 
So I started going home every weekend and just kind of kept to myself and I did not tell anyone. So I wear sweatshirts and- I don't think there's a single, we talked about this. There's like no um, evidence of you being pregnant online, right? Like right. pictures or anything, right? Yeah. I honestly don't know if I even saw you when you were pregnant. Like I can't picture you being pregnant in college. Yeah. And I regret that now because, you know, people take like the monthly pictures or I don't have anything mm -hmm. like that just because I was so ashamed most of the time and just wasn't enjoying mm -hmm. much of the process because I was kind of embarrassed by it. So I kept to myself and uh, went to classes, wore sweatshirts, and I'll never forget. So Logan was due in July and school went to what, May? That's when we would be out, I guess. Yeah. So I was pretty pregnant at the end and it started getting warm out. And people, I remember specifically this moment being in the dining hall and all the cheerleaders were in their little shorts and like tank tops and stuff. And I was feeling so disgusting Aww. because I couldn't anything. And I just was trying to oh. it, but I don't think it was working very well because I was pretty pregnant at that point. <laughs> Did your extended friends like start to like ask questions like, why is Jenna never coming out? Or like, you know, not people that were in like your immediate group, but maybe like, you know, other friends. Yeah, I think the and the rumor mill start, you know, people start to tell each other. So I think probably most people knew, but because mm -hmm. I was keeping it private, they didn't ask me about it. And I know I had one girl in my class and she had no idea till the last class, they made us all stand in a circle to give our last presentation. And that's when she saw like, oh my God, Jenna's, that's when it all clicked for her that I was pregnant. So yeah. I finished school, um, had Logan in July and then went back to school that next semester and commuted to Shippensburg. So luckily I lived close enough that I could do that. Um, yeah. And so you like had a newborn baby and you were, t you were, did you have a full college uh, like schedule? Like you were taking the full amount of classes? So I worked, what, go ahead, Vic. Oh, sorry. Um, didn't you do something like a Tuesday and Thursday fit in all your classes then? Versus yeah, I went ahead too. I took some summer classes. So I only had a few classes I had to go to the first semester. And luckily, Zach's mom helped me out um, watching the baby. My parents helped out. My grandma helped out. So without like my network of support, I would have never been able to do this. Zach's mom let us uh, live with her, which was amazing. But at the same time, I remember that being one of the saddest moments for me because everyone's excited to bring their baby home to their house Aww. and do all that. And I felt like I didn't have that you know I was going to someone else's house yeah. didn't have get his room but it just wasn't the same but they helped me out and I was able to um kind of work ahead and then my last semester I only had one more class so I was ahead enough I only had one more class and I convinced I like begged them to let me take it online so I didn't have to drive up there and told them my story and what was going on and they let me do it online which is unheard of back then because yeah Wow, that's awesome, though, that you got to finish college and you had that support system to help you out so that you could, you know, finish up your degree and be able to somewhat continue your original plan um, as far as college goes. I was curious if, because I don't know if this ever came up, did you, did you have a plan for like where you wanted to live and like a dream job that was affected in any way after like you got pregnant? Yeah, so I actually had set up, and I forgot about this, so, because it's been 11 years until I started thinking, I knew I was going to talk to you guys, but I had an internship. I always wanted to work for, like, Homeland Security um, in D.C., and we had a family friend that worked there, and he set me up with an internship that I was going, it was going to be an unpaid internship in D.C. that I was going to do that summer. Um, I know that. 
Yeah. yeah, I did not know. I don't think I knew. I had to email that guy and like tell him I couldn't do it anymore and explain kind of what happened (sighs) and left it there. That sucks. So could you not, you don't think you could pursue that like instead of what you're doing now or what you did right away? I mean, you're, aren't you at the same place or you're doing the same thing, but. Right. Right. So then after that fell through my uncle, he were, he was high up at the company I'm at now. And he asked me if I wanted to be an intern there and the rest is history. So I interned, he's since left that company, but I interned there and then I got a job there and I've been there ever since. And I've kind of just moved around and moved up through there. So what do you do? So Um, I work for an insurance company. It's boring, but Mm -hmm. I'm an underwriter for insurance company. I don't sell insurance. I underwrite for it, but I've kind of just, now I manage a couple people. So I've kind of worked my way up through there. So no, it wasn't the plan, but it all worked out. Yeah. Oh, sass bitch. I think that's so, I do. I always like have thought like so highly of you for like going through that whole situation and then still being like, okay, now I have a newborn and I'm still like, I'm finishing college and getting my degree. And you've always had like such a good head on your shoulders to work hard. And like, I mean, obviously like things are thrown at you. You freaking get pregnant at 20 and like still like looking at you now, you are not only so successful in your career, but you're such a good mom and wife and like, Oh, you. you have your shit together. <laughs> Jenna, you have never missed a beat. Like you have had your shit together. Yeah. I don't remember you like you, if you hit it well, if you did, but I do not remember you like complaining, struggling, like expressing that or like visibly seeing that. Like you've just always been like, well, like so I definitely there. Are, I have my moments, but without Zach, he's been a huge help too. So, yeah. and we just together, if I look back at the two of us, like, you know, I was waitressing. He was making, you know, thirty-five, forty thousand dollars a year right out of school, and just looking at kind of how we've helped each other and and grown along the way. And we waited till Logan was two to get married. That was important to me. I didn't want to just marry him. Like I said, we were dating, but it was I was still in school. He was out of school, and I wanted to make sure like this was right. We weren't just getting married because we had a kid together. So we waited a couple years, got married. Um, the rest- I love that. I love that you said that. I feel like you told me that before, but like, it's like, I'm thinking about it now because people like, it's okay. If you don't, if you break, you know, traditional Mm -hmm. social traditions like that, I guess, if you will, social traditions, I don't know how else to say it, but like, that is so also so smart of you because like you guys have to be happy too. Like if you're marrying just for a kid or, you know, and you're just miserable and hate each other, like that's not okay. It's not going to be a good life for your kids either so that's so true like just being married isn't what's good for kids having a great relationship together Mm -hmm. is what's good for kids and if you don't have that great relationship then it's important to not force it so I feel like like Becca and Vicky were just saying it is awesome that you did that and that you and Zach made that decision to make sure you had a strong relationship and that you actually wanted to get married and you weren't just doing it because you had a baby. So I'm sure that helps Mm -hmm. so much now too, that you built that strong relationship early on that now you have that great relationship and you're, you're really able to like be there for each other through all of it, all the life things. (laughs) Love it. Speaking of relationships, Jenna, can you kind of touch on like, how some of your relationships with certain people, you know, if you saw, you know, when you got pregnant or even after you had Logan, how some of those relationships might've changed. Yeah. So 
a lot of the surface friends went away. You know, the friends you party mm -hmm. with, the friends mm -hmm. that are there just for fun, that that all went away. Mm -hmm. um, and I just, I was, I was pretty alone for a while just because understandably everyone's going on with their lives. Everyone has different, I didn't have a friend I could like have a play date with, with our kids, you know? So yeah. that was understandable. Um, so the, a lot of the surface people went away. People didn't understand, you know, kind of what I was going through. I remember I had a good friend in college who I haven't talked to since that she just really couldn't get it. So um, mm -hmm. I was talking to you guys a little bit before about we planned this trip to New York City after I had Logan and I thought everything, you know, was going to be fine. But then I started thinking about logistics of I was breastfeeding and how that was going to look and she would not understand why I could not go to this trip and oh basically wrote me off after that. Uh, so ah. that they, wow. they, they left. So, and everyone just kind of moves on with their life. And can I ask what this person is doing now? Oh, no, I have not. Her. You have no she, idea. She also, like when I found out I was pregnant, she was like, maybe you should get an abortion. Like one of those kind of like, couldn't uh, even, yeah. Oh, like couldn't just like keep to herself. Like, come on. I know. That's, it sounds ugh. to me like it was someone who was selfish and made that suggestion so that like you could still be there to party with her like, right. for her yeah. own reasons. Um, especially if she's going to get mad and upset with you and not be understanding that you have a newborn baby. Like, right. I'm sure and that I, was like, hard for you, but it probably also is for the best because it doesn't it sound like she was a great friend anyway. Right. Yeah. Cause even, even though like, it's not like you were 16, like right. you weren't, it wasn't like, Oh, I mean, sure, you were young, but you weren't, like, a child. Like, a 20-year-old person should be able to understand, like, oh, my friend has to breastfeed. This is a thing. Like, okay, I get it. Like, you have priorities. You have a, a baby. <laughs> so, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, a lot but of – I lost a lot of friends along the way, and, and I think we all do eventually when we go on our own paths. It just kind of happened earlier for me than, than anyone else. But, you know, the, the main – core people and you know we've all gone through things where we we talk we don't talk we're the kind of friends that we can go for a while without talking and then just catch right back up but um yeah definitely the surface level level friends went away quickly how do you think that your relationship changed if if at all did it change with your family members yeah so i'm trying to think so it was difficult because my cousin and Zach's aunt were both pregnant too at the same time as I was. Oh my gosh. At extreme pressure of, you know, the traditional way of doing things and the untraditional way of doing things. But everyone has always been really supportive in my family. Um, okay. I'm sure, you know, it was shocking, but no, everyone's been pretty supportive. But no, I did it's always- hard to compare. No. Like it's hard to compare like your relationship with your parents at 18 versus now kid or not in the picture, right? right. Yeah, that's true. Cause just, I mean, just speaking from experience, my relationship is so crazy different. Like, I don't know if it would have been the same or not. Yeah. Yeah, I'm really lucky because it's, I think back to like those times and just the way people treated me really impacted kind of my path. And if it would have been any different, you know, you can make a difference just how you talk to people with things they're going through. You have no idea, like things that stick with me. Like I was a waitress. I remember one of the, uh, one of the uh, chefs there asked another waitress if she was going to have, get pregnant too soon because there was other, two other girls that had been pregnant and the girl was like, no way, I would never be that stupid. And I like, will uh, never get the, like the little things like Oh that. my God. You're ignorant. Like there's and one thing like, to take away, just 
people are judgmental and talked about it and yeah oh just always be kind always be nice to be yeah. mom. <laughs> like you're like, not gonna get anywhere in life. even if you don't fucking agree yeah. with it, like, there's a way to say things in a compassionate way yeah yeah so Jenna, i'm curious with having logan who is 11 and then mackenzie who is six <laughs> so they're about five years apart how were things different for you when having mackenzie yeah. So it was completely different. And that's kind of the sad part too, that it, because I was, I was in that traditional family role, I was married, I had a child. It was like accepted by people more. It was the thing that you did. So I luckily got that traditional experience of, you know, being excited to be pregnant, telling people happily, and they were happy for me and not sad for me <laughs> and And being yeah. able to just do things, I guess the normal way. Did you try for Kenzie? I forget. No. That we was weren't, we weren't not we weren't not not yeah. trying. That's what you said. Yeah. Yeah. So with Mackenzie, did you guys I forget, did you do like the did you have a shower and everything? Because it was pretty like far apart yeah. from when you had Logan. So it was kind of like a whole new chapter, really. I didn't. So well, I had a big one for Logan. Um right which everyone was very generous with that. But no, Kenzie, I, I didn't do anything just because we were kind of self-sufficient. It was our second child, so. Isn't that yeah. most people um, don't only do it for their first? Not most, I don't like. Yeah, I think. They'll do it like for the second. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like if you have like, is that only for if you have a different gender? That's what I was going to say. I feel like people have it. I'm, yeah. Well, let's first start by saying there's no actual law or rule. No. <laughs> Everyone but can do what they want to do. My personal right. preference is good for me. <laughs> so did you feel like you were, I mean, you were obviously older when you had Mackenzie. How, how old were you? Yeah, I was like 26 or so. So okay. still young, but. Yeah, but so did you feel like you, I mean, did you, did you feel more prepared because you were older or did you feel more prepared because you were a second time mom? Probably both. And I remember with Logan, because I was so young, I was always self-conscious. So anytime he would maybe act out or do something, I think I was extra hard on him because I felt like it was a reflection on me. And I think a lot of moms still do that. A lot of what your kids do, yeah. moms and dads, it's a reflection on you. So you're worried about how it's making you look and you are mm -hmm. putting that down on the kids. So a lot of parents do that. I see, you know, even with sports, if your kid's not the best at sports, it's not because they want to be the best because you want them to be the best as the parents yeah. and our we project our own insecurities on them so i definitely did that a lot with logan looking back um you but know, I feel you probably like, did that because because of like society like right. even i even like, see it with my friends who have dogs they're like sorry my dog's barking like sorry like because then you have the people that are out there that are looking down on you whereas if i see a kid crying i'm like yeah they're they're kids like that's what they do but i think some people will look down on on parents because of that reason which makes you self-conscious to be like oh my god like my kid's crying like which yeah. is such a freaking normal Actress thing it's so ridiculous with everything and i felt like i always had to like build my like present myself even more because mm -hmm. i was young and i was so self-conscious about that and again now it's nobody even really thinks twice about it but back then i was um i probably projected a lot onto logan just because of my own insecurities but we kind of grew up together. I always say Logan and I, um, he, he, he and I just, we, we navigated through it together and 
I don't know where I would be without him, honestly. Like you said, I, I might look like I have it together, but that's probably just because I had no choice because of him. I don't know. Yeah. My life would look completely different had it not happened. So yeah. crazy. So crazy. Aww. So let's talk a little bit about like now. So we talked all about um, your experience with it and things like that. How do you feel now as far as like, I'm assuming you're a younger mom in the group. Like when you, when you go to Logan's sporting events or school and whatever, he's 11. And I'd assume that most of the moms are a lot older than you. Is that true? Yes. I'm always the younger one. Um, but, but now it's kind of nice cause they're all, you know, getting older and they're just jealous cause I'm the younger one. So yeah. now <laughs> much at all. And was it ever hard though before, like, when he was a little younger at school and things like that, did you ever feel like, I don't know, like you didn't fit in or something or has it never been an issue? I think when he was, when I was really young and he was younger, I would feel like I wasn't a part of the group. And now I found, I found like my mom, core mom, you know, group of friends that it's different, but I definitely felt that way. Like people were judging and not understanding. Um, I know that we talked about this on our recent podcast episode of growing up, going to Catholic school, <laughs> which right. we can all relate to and have the funniest stories. But um, Jenna, I know like you were still raising Logan in, you were living with Zach's parents, which was in McSherry's town where we all went to school. So I know there's like plenty of Catholic schools around there. Um, what made you choose to go public versus uh, right. Catholic? So when Logan was, luckily we only had to live with Zach's mom for Till he was nine months and then we were able to kind of go out oh, right so the time he was in school we were already on our own and when it came to be that he was what five, six years old i waited till he was six to send him to kindergarten but i was dead set that he was going to catholic school because that's what i did um and that's what i wanted to do uh but then we started so when we, i love that episode that you guys did and things renee was saying i was like yes yes that's exactly kind of what i i came to find out again there's pros and cons for each one but but what I found, we toured both. We toured the Catholic school here. We toured the public school. And I didn't know much about public schools at all because I never had the experience. But things Renee said, just the technology, the resources, the um, if your kid's not a cookie cutter kid, they might not fit exactly into the mold. Um, you know, just different activities that they had to do. And then a big thing for me too, and again, it can be different depending on what school you go to. And this was 11 years ago, so it could also have changed but school security is a huge thing for me and at the public school it was locked down like a prison which i appreciated like people can't just come in <laughs> yeah their ids are giving you like watermark badges that void after a certain amount of time you can't and you can't do that at public schools for some reason right like it's not they don't allow you mean at catholic schools all right catholic schools yeah i think it goes back to the resources like right. catholic schools are not funded like public schools are so all of their money is coming just from tuition I think like I don't think it, they're getting any extra funding so then it's just that resource thing like I just don't think they they have to put their money into different things and it's more important for them to buy books for children than it is to do this huge project of mm -hmm. making sure they're installing security systems you know? I thought though oh so Jenna are there but like there are also like what are they called the uh, resources officers and stuff. So you're talking about, were you talking about like that, a mix of that and like the technology, like security systems? Right. Just, just how they have it locked down and the protocols yeah. to get 
and go out and um, trusting for some reason I thought that it was like a like against their view, something against their views I could be completely wrong I thought I read that somewhere for Catholic school they didn't want to like bring that into their like make people fear the yeah doors I could of the, see the, the, doors of the Lord yeah. <laughs> it could definitely you could have read something that there could have been a school that felt that way so yeah. well remember when we were in grade school they they didn't lock the doors the whole time we were there oh that God, just started later when we were older that they started locking the door remember the front door will be propped open at sacred heart all the time just propped open my dad leaves his wallet and his keys in his truck and probably literally go steal his truck (laughs) if you want to (laughs) do it's crazy to me like my parents never been like that but um yeah i mean but back to the really quick to back to the catholic school thing um do you got are you guys like was like being Catholic and that kind of having that like religion, like exposure to religion and things like that. Was that important to you or are you guys not religious? Yeah, we are, we don't go to church or do anything like that. My kids are both baptized Catholic, mostly because it was important to my dad and, and my family. So, and I get it Mm -hmm. and that's fine, but Mm -hmm. just as I've come to you know, be educated and look into things and just some of the things that have happened with the Catholic church, it's kind of pushed me away and I still haven't been able to really find my spot. So we just, we don't really go to church mm-hmm. at yeah. this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so funny. the kids go to private or they go well, to Jenna, I, Sorry. I don't think anyone goes to church at this time. Yeah. Um, we're in a <laughs> pandemic, everyone. <laughs> Vicky goes to drive by confession, but I'll let her for you. <laughs> drive by. It sounds like I'm about to like. Yeah. Remember, I you posted that on our Instagram too. I know, but like, drive by, it sounds like I'm like a gang member, like hitting the streets. But drive through, yeah, the drive through confessional guy. Drive through, that's it. Not drive by. Some <laughs> story though, Renee and Beck, Rebecca, you will appreciate this because that's to do with the old Bonneville Church there. Oh well, let's God. hear it. So, and again, I want to preface this with I respect all religions and everything. This is just my experience. <laughs> so. Um, this was for Logan's baptism I was un, and this is also a reason that I've kind of swayed away from the Catholic Church because they didn't want me anymore after I had a baby outside of marriage because you know that's you know all of that I was excommunicated basically um oh my god and I felt bad about it oh the the Catholic guilt is real yeah I don't feel it my dad to have Logan baptized Catholic so he talked with the priest at the Bonneville church and basically you know begged him told him the story and the priest agreed to talk to Zach and I and he talked to Zach and I kind of not guilt tripped us but just you know gave us this whole spiel blah 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 but agreed to baptize Logan Catholic and so we did all that my dad paid him you know I guess you don't paid they don't charge you but I guess it's customary or my dad did it as a thank you to like they ask for donations i'm sure what in the hell did this man lecture you about the deal already happened (laughs) like what the like honestly (laughs) roast some water on my baby and bless him and let's be on with it like come on give me a fucking cup of water i'll baptize him myself (laughs) so anyway he does this his big we feel like he does this his big favor oh what a wonderful guy he you know went against the norms well that's the priest do you remember he was um, caught for embezzling five hundred thousand dollars from the church, and uh, I guess yes. uh, for a kid yes. too. 
and now he's in jail. And that that just started it for me. Like, oh, you've got to be kidding. This guy guilt <sighs> tripped and when God. Oh, Anna, let's let's go visit him. <laughs> Hello, father. How do you feel about lying and embezzling money and trying to make me feel bad for wanting to baptize my son, you prick? Like what? <laughs> but seriously, like how ridiculous. Uh, He's sitting there wow. trying to make you feel bad for wanting to baptize your son. Yeah. Meanwhile, the and guy's then- got dollar bills in his cape or whatever it's called, his robe. <laughs> His cape. What's it oh called? Oh my god! Know. What is it called? I don't a know. Robe. Like, no. I think it's a cardigan. I think it's a priest cardigan. <laughs> so wait, when did this happen? <laughs> when Logan was like eight months old. So. Oh, so you. Oh, and then when he, he was caught, probably a couple years later. I couldn't believe I think my he's eyes. Still in jail? Couldn't believe oh, my I eyes. Do you yeah, I think probably that? moved him to another parish. Just, um, <laughs> Send him to another parish. Oh, gosh. Okay. Is there anything else, Jenna, that you wanted to share, wanted to talk about, or that you think um, the listeners would like to know about your whole experience? Um, I would just put you on the spot. Something it's taught me is when something awful happens or you're going through a really hard time that you feel like you'll never get out of it it's easy just to think like give up and you're never getting out of it but eventually you're going to be able to look back like I am able to now 11 years later and just it it feels like you know water under the bridge like nothing even ever happened so it's hard to even kind of see the light sometimes when you're in that dark hard time but it can happen well, thank you for such, being so open with us, Jens. That was such great advice and such a great thing to end on. You're you're definitely uh, wise and whatever the girls were saying before about you're like so put together and like you're the yes. real deal. Everyone's just getting started. And my kids are 11 and 6 and we're like going to the beach, you know, doing whatever, no yeah. bottle. So I'm out of it now and I can kind of look back and, and be like, I don't have to deal with that anymore. <laughs> You're good. Okay. Uh, All right. Take away from this that it's okay to break traditional steps and things like that because you matter too. Your your mental health, your happiness, your relationship with obviously the parent slash. Luckily, he's your husband now, and we fucking love Zach. He is the best. The party. (laughs) That's the best. He's little Wayne rapper. He knows how to. He knows how to turn it. Uh, on and off like it's either a party at vegas or a soccer dad like there's no <laughs> but, he does. but thank you so much for joining us jenna we thank you you're yeah. the best vic do you want to do a weekly reel you have something am i the only person yeah i didn't have anything all right so <laughs> i think i like self-diagnosed myself with something that i call overstimulation attacks <laughs> please explain <laughs> So I like go, I'll go to places like Costco and um, I'll go up and down every aisle and just like see so many cool things that I want to buy. Even if I need, like even food wise, why didn't anyone tell me that their clothes are amazing? Um, I've been saying this forever. I literally buy all my clothes at Costco. So I went in the front door and I was like, I went through technology. Then I saw the clothes, which I saw them before, but I was like, okay, they're like sweatpants, like Hanes sweatpants. Well, I go over there and that's when I, uh, my, the symptoms start to have, like I started 
liking every single thing that I was looking at and I put them all in my cart. I put them all in my cart. So my cart was filled before I even got to the food section. <laughs> oh my God. Wait, did you get leggings? Did you get the leggings? Oh yeah, I got, I got it all. I'm not kidding. I got one of each of every woman's. Anyways, so my cart is filled. So then I see these cool um, like gift set, like gift sets. So I'm literally buying these gift sets for myself. Like, oh my I literally, Stop. Like I literally, a lotion? The baskets. The baskets. Oh. <laughs> Like a chocolates and cheeses and this bologna. one was like yeah this one was it was not uh, chocolate it was like dips and chips and like <laughs> nuts <laughs> and then and then I see these other gifts I literally bought an eight pack of of mugs that you put in the microwave and and it makes an instant cake inside of them like I bought an eight pack of those for myself like, <laughs> oh my god so this isn't this is just all in the middle section by the food and the, like. The, Christmas like gifts. So my cart is filled to the brim. And those are huge, by the way. So I know. Your I know. My cart oh my is filled God, to the Vicky. brim before I even get there. So then Austin texts me, "What's your eating at home?" So then the, the symptoms get worse <laughs> because then I'm feeling pressured because I hadn't even touched the food section yet, and like I'm dying. <laughs> so I get as far as. Becky, you know, at the Costco, you, there, where there's produce and the bakery, and then they have those, like, couple aisles where they have, like, cheese and, um, <laughs> cheese and, like, the, like, hummus, like, individual Meats hummus. And stuff. I know what you're yes. talking about. Yeah. yeah. So I got there, and then I was like, I need to put some things back. I need to put some things back. <laughs> so <laughs> I went through my car, and I literally had, like, eight <laughs> pairs of <laughs> Vicky's cookie set in. <laughs> no, it really hasn't. I'm just realizing how ridiculous I am. I have like literally had eight pairs of pajamas in there for myself. <laughs> Why? How much did you spend today? You were supposed to so, send me a picture. Oh, I, t- I, I took a picture of, hold on. And so I said, I got to put a couple things back. I put like one pair of the pajamas back. And then I was like, all right, I need to check out. And I text Austin. I said, I got to get home for the podcast. I'm coming. I need to make a trip home. And then I'm going back to Costco after the podcast. Because <laughs> I didn't get to the food yet. Wait, <laughs> you left without getting to the food. Remember I said this, the aisle, like the produce. And then the aisle. No, the but home. you didn't get the whole way through. No, that's correct. That's all I got to that section. <laughs> I couldn't fit anything else in my cart. And then so I was like, I, need, I think I should put one of these Jama sets back. What? You're going back tonight. I'm not. I, I'm not. I can't. I made <laughs> So I'm already think I'm getting better. Like my diagnosis is getting better because I'm not going to go back. I am crying. <laughs> she texted me this morning or earlier and was like, um, are you and Dave going to Wegmans or Costco today? It's my quarterly trip. And I was so excited because literally she, she goes for groceries once like every three months. <laughs> And then spends like eight hundred dollars. Well, okay, so I, so the bill. So yeah. I was like, I gotta put some back. I like, I'm not kidding you. I did. I I got I got a couple food items, but that's only because I did I didn't reach any of the food like past like that produce section. So yeah. I hadn't gone down any of the dry food or like frozen aisle yet. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I was like, I I was like, I gotta bounce or like like something's not gonna be good and. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I get I get the bill five ninety. Five ninety. Meanwhile, your your family's going to starve. <laughs> right? But they're Don't gonna worry, she'll be starve. warm. They're gonna starve in style. That's my motto here. <laughs> so and uh, you know how like Costco doesn't give you bags. So like I'm literally like my trunk looks hysterical. There's literally like Danishes and chicken noodles. Uh, yeah, the Danishes and the chicken noodle soup. Danish and and uh, wait, a da- you bought Danishes? So the produce. So remember, I got to the produce. So I understand. Bakery. I just don't oh. know why you bought. Why you yeah, I don't know them. either. So. Oh my gosh, I'm sweating and crying. My face hurts. <laughs> I'm just gonna send you this picture because you're not gonna be able to see it. But yeah, so I'll tell you what's flying out of it. It's like a gingerbread house, um, danishes, a spice rack, <gasps> and, <laughs> and literally my all of the like pajamas that I got are like just hanging out of the trunk. But it looks like a homeless person because I took everything because they don't give me bags. I just threw it in. I just threw it all in. Like, because they didn't fold it for me when they were scanning it. So um, oh my God, yeah, $590. And I didn't even get, I got through like one tenth of the food. <laughs> that was the uh, best weekly reel I've ever heard. Really? I'm sweating and yeah, I'm oh crying. Oh, and then oh, every time oh I go gosh. to Costco, I, lo- I lose my car. And then I have, then that, then the peak of this overstimulation um, attack. Then, cause I know I have to be home for something. That was the thing, like the podcast. I was like, Wait, oh my you God. lost your card? Oh, your car. Yeah. Every time I go there, because I'm like, where the, because it's a weird like octagon. It really is. And you go in a separate way than you come out. So you walk out thinking that you should go like, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Well, anyways, that's just one of the many um, like scenarios that um, happen in my, in these attacks. (laughs) Thank you for sharing. sharing. (laughs) Are you blacked out while you're doing this? And now you can tell it like you come to when I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm fully alert. (laughs) <laughs> overstimulated fully alert making conscious Driving. decisions just yeah, right. really wants these it's like a, it's like pajamas a, maybe like impulse overstimulation so i i ioa it's called ioa impulse overstimulation attack <laughs> ioa if anyone out there is suffering <laughs> please contact vicky let me know if there's any support groups nearby <laughs> oh my god okay let's all right that is our show (laughs) our episode thank you again jenna for joining us it was so great to talk with you and yeah we'll see you guys hear you guys (laughs) whatever next week bye thank you so much for listening we'll be here every thursday so be sure to come back and hang with us if you like this episode share with a friend or tag us on instagram so we can personally thank you bye bye Bye, guys (laughs)